0: Welcome to the Forever Forward podcast hosted by yours truly, Ellen Martin. I am so glad that you decided to listen to episode number two. If you haven't had a chance to, go back and listen to episode number one as well. God has a powerful, practical, and relatable message for us today. And this podcast, it is intended for us to identify all of the subtle ways that the enemy tries to keep us from moving forward with our walk with God. So today, we are going to talk about the after effects of bitterness and anger. And let me just begin by saying right up front that the world gives us so much to be angry and bitter about. Just in general, it doesn't even take into consideration our individual situations, but just de- dealing with the day-to-day Course of life. There's a number of things that we can always be angry, upset, or bitter about. But regardless of the situation, God has instructed us as Christians how we are to behave in this world, in this evil, evil world. So let's look at Galatians 5.22, which lists the fruits of the Spirit. The fruit of living and walking in the Spirit is what we should be exhibiting at all times to others, In our daily walk. And it says, But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, which is self-control. Against such there is no law. So we can see from looking at this scripture that anger and bitterness is not included in the fruit of the spirit. There are these are not emotions or behaviors that we should be carrying around or exhibiting when we're in the company of others. So we'll look at Ephesians 4.31 to see what it said about bitterness and anger. It says, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you. Ephesians 4.26.27 says, be ye angry and sin not, Let not the sun go down upon your wrath, neither give place to the devil. So it does tell us that anger is an emotion that's been given to us as human beings. But God is telling us you can get angry. And the things that we should get angry about are the things that are evil, the things that angers God, that God sees as evil. But even in the midst of that, he's saying, all right, you can get angry, but don't allow it to push you into a sinful behavior. And so and even when you do get angry, make sure that you've cleared all of that anger out of your heart before you go to bed at night. So that's what that scripture is saying. And then Psalms 37, 8, it says cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. So it's basically saying if you get caught up in anger, if you don't cease from it, you could find yourself doing evil. And that's not what we are called here to do. We don't want to act like Satan. And so, as I said in the beginning, the world gives us plenty to be angered and bitter about. And, you know, as I was meditating on this message, I thought about some general things that 99% of us get angry or offended by. And so one of them is, is when someone disrespects you or they disrespect your spouse or your children. You know, there's so much racial tension so much political tension. There's police brutality going on. All of the, all of these things are at an all-time high. And so we have to be careful that even as believers, that we don't get caught up in getting angry and bitter toward things that are going on in the world around us to the point that we find ourselves um, in sin. And then um, one of the other things that we, in general, get set about is when someone is just downright nasty or um, to you or your family member or to someone that you're with for no reason at all. You know, you go into a store, you ask, you know, for help and you get a nasty attitude. Well, immediately that brings up attention in you. And so we have to be careful once again, that we don't allow someone else's nastiness to get us caught up into being angry with them, lashing out at them, and to finding ourselves not being a really good witness as a Christian. And then another one is when someone embarrasses us intentionally. It causes us, our emotions to rise because we're trying to figure out why would they try to embarrass us. And so the immediate reaction is probably, of course, to lash back out and to be angry or to silently get into anger and bitterness toward that person and then start to harbor that in our hearts. And so this is what this message is really all about. Is trying to, God is trying to let us know to check these behaviors, to check anger and bitterness quickly, because if we don't, they will get inside our heart, and that will start to produce some things that we don't want to produce, which are the after effects of bitterness and anger, which I'm going to share with you. In just a few seconds, because this message is pretty short. And then, when someone you are you are responsible for is deliberately disobedient, for example, this one is very very relatable to us as parents when we tell our children, instruct them to do something, to to behave in a certain way, or to to do something that we've asked them to do, or as a as a leader, as a boss, when you ask your um, subordinates to do something that you want them to do and they don't do it and that can cause you to get extremely upset with either your child or the person that's working under you and we have to be very careful that we handle ourselves in a way that's appropriate according to the fruits of the spirit and not get anger angry or bitter toward them but to handle it in a manner which is appropriate as a Christian because if not, then we can get the after effects of, of bitterness and anger, which again, I'm going to cover in a minute. And then lastly, when someone lies on you, in particular, if they lie <clears throat> and you are caught up in the middle of, of a mess, I'll just put it quite simply, and you know for a fact that they just simply lied on you and you want to lash out, you're going to get angry, you're going to get bitter. But once again, as I said, we have to be uh, people of self-control and not allow the bitterness and the anger to take over the way we behave before them because we want to continue to be uh, a light in darkness. We want to continue to be the person who can turn the other cheek, who can train ourselves to think the best, which is what the Lord tells us to do, and recognize that hurting people hurt people. And so we have to know that when someone is acting out in anger or bitterness, that, or they're doing things that cause anger and bitterness, that there's something internally going on with them. And so we should be prayerful for them. We should be thinking the best. We should be merciful and, grace, and, and gracious toward them. So that is what we're called to do. That's the way we're called to behave. You know, um, the bottom line is it doesn't matter what the situation or circumstances. We as Christians must exercise self-control. Um, we must be the ones who show compassion, mercy, and grace to that person, because indeed, like I said, something is going wrong with them right now. And even, even remembering that we've been in these positions before. There's not anything that I mentioned in that list of what causes us to get angry or bitter that we may not have, that we may have done to someone as well before we came to Christ and even after we came to Christ. So we always have to remember that we can't judge. We just have to think the best and remember that Christ is in us and he's expecting us to respond with love as he would respond. And so... We are always to display temperance, which is self-control. Why are we called to respond in this way? It's because we don't want to experience the after effects of bitterness and anger. And anger, Matthew 5.9 says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. So here's the bottom line. Here's the six, six after effects of bitterness and anger that we as Christians do not want to have to experience, number one, <clears throat> it messes up our witness for Christ. In Proverbs eighteen nineteen, it says, "A brother offended is harder to be won than a strong city, and their contentions are like the bars of a castle." So that's basically saying, once we offend someone, once we lash out at someone, then you know we want to turn around and act like we're this Christ-like person that you know always talking about love yet we just messed up with them and they saw the opposite. So they don't want to hear anything about the Lord. They don't want to hear anything about coming to Christ. And that is not something that we want because we want to be the ones that have a softness and a loving and kind spirit toward all people so that they will be able to hear us and want to experience the God that we're experiencing. And then number two, it blocks the hand of God. It stops the flow of blessings and opens up the door for every evil work to enter into our lives. If we look at Hebrews twelve fourteen through fifteen, it tells us to follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. Looking diligently, lest any man fall of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. So it's telling you. That once we let bitterness spring up in us, it starts to trouble us, and then we can experience our hearts being defiled. And then number three, this one is specific to fathers. Fathers, it can cause bitterness and anger can cause your children to become discouraged. In Colossians 3:21, it says, Fathers, provoke not your children to anger lest they be discouraged. And so as you um as you are Bringing your children up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, you don't want to get to a place where you're um, angry and bitter toward them because they will know. And then that will provoke them to also be angry and discouraged in their life. And that's the opposite of what we want to exhibit as Christian fathers. And then number four it says it can provoke your own children to retaliate with wrath and anger, which is basically what I just said. Ephesians 6.4 says, And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and ammunition of the Lord. So again, that is basically what I just said. And then number five, Bitterness causes our spirits to become defiled, poisoned. Hebrews 12.15 says, Lest any, bitter, any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. And number six, It could cost us our life except for the mercy of God and the prayers of the saints. Let's just think about how often road rage is occurring and how many people have been killed as a result of some type of road rage incident or due to some type of police brutality incident where we didn't follow the instructions of the officer. And heaven forbid that we snap and we end up hurting someone and suffer the consequences of the crime as a Christian. That just does not speak well to who we are. And we have to understand that we can open up a door for things to happen to us, except for the mercy and the grace of God. We can't walk around thinking that nothing can happen to us when we're acting out as the world exile with lashing back with anger and holding on to bitterness. And so I just want to say, I don't take any of these things for granted because they are emotions, like I said. Anger is an emotion. Bitterness is a root that can get down in your spirit as a result of being angry about something. And the things that we get angry and bitter about, I don't want anyone to think that they're not things that we should feel a certain way about. But God has called us to a place of forgiveness and he wants us to cast those things over to him to allow our hearts to be released from them. Give them to him and allow him to bring us to a level of comfort and peace. And so that's what we're called to do because we do not want to um, experience the after effects of bitterness and anger. So the bottom line is that vengeance belongs to God for. Hebrews 10 30 tells us, for we know him that has said, vengeance belongeth unto me. I will recompense, says the Lord. And again, the Lord shall judge his people. So we have to trust God that no matter what type of situation or circumstances we come out of or we've been put into, whether it's been sexual abuse, whether it's been domestic abuse, whether it's been um, anything. Uh, uh, just not being able to get over the loss of someone who was murdered or killed uh, and, and we're having a hard time in our heart looking at that situation uh, forgiving the person that has done, that, done it and just feeling as if we can move forward we have to give those things over to God and I understand that it's not an overnight thing but the Basics of this message is to get the point in your heart that you have to begin to work on it. And so there are a couple of things that I have listed to help us strengthen this area of self control as it relates to bitterness and anger. And of course, the first one is to pray. We are to always be in prayer. If we are not praying, whether it be in English or in the Holy Ghost, we are going to act exactly like the flesh wants us to act exactly like the world is acting. So we have to position ourselves and be on point to always be praying and specifically praying in the Holy Ghost. And, and if we're in a position where we're confronting in a situation that we can walk away from, whether it be your spouse, your child, the person in the street, the customer service rep, what, whoever who is offending us, who is causing the anger, to, or bitterness to rise up in us, then we have to turn away from that situation if we can walk away then we need to walk away walk away and go and pray and so and then in number 2 is simply to study and meditate on the scriptures in proverbs that speak specifically to anger so write these down when you have a chance it's proverbs 15:1 proverbs 15:18 proverbs 16:32 proverbs 19:11 those are Scriptures that speak directly to anger that you will want to read and meditate on day and night. And so, most importantly, this comes down to you know, normally I would have taken you to a number of examples in the Bible of people who have gone through bitterness and anger, but we don't need to do that because. Jesus is our example for this particular area as he is for all of the areas of our lives. But he was spit on and beaten and placed on a cross and hung. Yet even at that moment, he did not lash out with anger and bitterness. He took what was being put upon him. And he even said, forgive them for they know not what they do. We can't say we have ever been humiliated like Jesus. Everything that I talked about is reasons for us to be offended and to get into anger and bitterness are things that Jesus experienced on that cross when he died for us. And so he's our example. And we must remember that we haven't gone through. We haven't shed our blood. So we should be able to conform our flesh, get in the spirit, and deal with bitterness and anger, so that we can continue to move forward with our walk with God. Because this is just an attack of the enemy to keep us in a backwards mode. And this podcast is all about forever forward with our walk with God. So, if this if this is you, if you know that you are um, someone who often finds yourself in a place of anger, anger, or if you are have Bitterness in your heart about something because something has happened to you and you haven't been able to shake it. Uh, I just want to say to you that if the anger is a a passion about an injustice of some type of evil, for example, the situation that just happened in Uvalde, Texas, that was just pure evil. And so if you're finding yourself super angry about it, we're all angry, we all grieved, we are sorrowful, but we need to talk to God about and what we should do about it, where we should um, direct that passion of anger to help the situation of um, what occurred this week in your Baltic, Texas. And then number two, if you're dealing with a situation where you haven't been able you're angry to support another Christian that may have done something to you and they have yet to apologize And you were really, really upset about it. I was in a situation like that, in a work situation, where someone had um, not done what they were supposed to do on my behalf, yet they tried to blame the outcome on me. And they were over me. And so I was very, very upset about it. And I was murmuring and complaining and just talking to God about it. And he caught me and he said, Don't you know I know how to deal with that particular individual? And I just shut down because he was basically saying, you don't have to worry about him because he belongs to me. And I know how to check him just like I know how to check you. So don't be concerned and don't be thinking that he's not getting um, convicted by me. And so with that, I had to just leave it alone, and I learned a lot from that, that we have to trust God to handle every situation, regardless of whether the person uh, apologizes to us or not. We just have to move forward, walk in forgiveness, and keep it moving. And then number three, and this is really a stronghold in your life. You know, perhaps you're bitter because of some of the things I talked about. Maybe you were sexually assaulted or experienced domestic abuse lost a loved one to violence and evil and just can't seem to shake off these things, then what? don't be prideful after you've studied everything, after you've talked to God about everything. Seek godly counsel because a lot of times in these various situations, we do need professional help. We need someone to walk us through and to hold our hands a little bit closer than maybe we're able to do on our own. And don't be don't be prideful about it. That's what the resources are available uh, to us for. And that's why God has called these people to have specialties so that they can help us in areas in which we need more help. So with that said, we've reached the conclusion of the episode. I hope that you were able to grow in your walk with God, that this has inspired you to move forward forever forward, to get out of uh, bitterness and anger. So that you won't have to experience the after effects of it. And so that you can always be a shining light unto the world and an ambassador for Christ. Someone that people are drawn to and who want to know about God because of your lifestyle. So please subscribe to the podcast. And remember the foundational scripture for the Forever Forward podcast is found in Philippians 3.13.14. And it says, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Be blessed.